This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning and welcome to the chair. My name is Amy Bauman. I'm with For His Glory Ministry, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's word, apply it to our lives, hopefully becoming more encouraged and more like Jesus. But if this is your first time joining us, I'm so glad that you found us online. I pray that something you hear today will be a blessing. I asked the Lord what we were going to talk about this week, and he reminded me of something that happened probably a little over a year ago. And so that's what I'm going to share with you today, a reminder about alarms and what happens when the alarm sounds. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for each person watching, Lord, each person listening. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this time, into this place that you will fall that you will open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for each one of us. Lord, may we be awake. May we be ready. May we be listening for the alarm. We love you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I am not a huge fan of alarms. I've actually since summer kind of started i've been trying to not set an alarm and kind of just get up uh, when my husband gets up so that i don't have to have my alarm set because i i really think for about two years maybe longer i was getting up every day between 4 and 4 30 a.m and then uh, i went to five and Every day when that alarm would go off, it would be just so much to just get out of bed and get everything done that I had to get done. And so now I'm really trying to get my stuff done so that I don't have to be up at 4.30 or 5 and kind of just not listen to that alarm. And of course today, you know, so many people use their phones as their alarm. Back in the day, I'm dating myself now, you know, when I was growing up, we had clock radios. We had a radio uh, that was a a radio, but also an alarm clock, and it made this annoying sound, kind of like, it was awful, and you didn't want to hear that every morning, and so, you know, you could hit the snooze to shut it off, but then it would go off again, and so growing up with that alarm clock just really left a bad taste in my mouth. So now we have these different kinds of beautiful alarm sounds that we can put on our phone. They can be just this, um, like this waterfall or a wind chime or just something so beautiful, not like an annoying alarm sound. And so I was meeting with my mentors and I was at their house And we wanted to make sure that we didn't go over an hour. So they set an alarm on their phone to make sure that it was, you know, just that one hour. And during the course of their meeting, because they had their phones on waiting for that alarm, 
their phones made different kinds of noises, like when they got a text message or when they got an email, you know, or whatnot. But nothing came across in my mind as the sound of an alarm. So we were near the end and her phone made another sound and I asked her, well, what was that? Was that the alarm? Do we need to be done? And she said, no, that was the second alarm. You see, I had already missed the first alarm because I really didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't even realize that I had missed it. And as I got into my vehicle to leave, it was then that the Lord really placed it upon my heart about this alarm, right? And, and if we don't know what we're looking for, if we're not paying attention, we're going to miss it. And how many of us will miss the alarm and, and miss that warning? So today, I want to talk about Ezekiel. Now, I don't know about you. Sometimes it's challenging to go back and read the Old Testament and kind of pull from that with all the things that went on, things that we can apply to our lives today. But I finally read through all of Ezekiel. And I want to look at that today and I want to show you some really important things about alarms. So summarizing, I want to summarize the entire book so that we get this full picture and you have a, a good understanding in case you've never read it. So Ezekiel was a priest who had been living in Jerusalem during the first Babylonian attack. They had spared the city, but took a group of Israelites as prisoners and held them off into exile. And Ezekiel was among them. So the book begins five years after that. And Ezekiel is sitting on the bank of an irrigation canal near his Israelite refugee camp. And it's his 30th birthday, the year that he would have been installed as a priest in Jerusalem. So on the banks of this canal, he has this experience with God. And God commissions Ezekiel to be a prophet. But this was no ordinary commission. He was commissioned to be a watchman and to alert the people of approaching danger. It's as if Ezekiel himself was the alarm. And his call was to warn the city of the approaching danger. Well, what was he warning them of? Well, you see, Israel had broken their covenant agreement with God. Israel had given their allegiance to these other gods and had been worshiping idols. And because of all of their actions, there was evidence of social injustice and violence. So as a result of this, God has appointed Ezekiel to accuse them and to warn them. So the first, the first Babylonian attack took Ezekiel into exile. And now God was saying, this is all going to happen again. And Jerusalem and its temple all faced destruction. So Ezekiel uses words and more to get his messages across. He also performs these things called 
word acts, kind of like this street theater where he would go out among the people and start performing these kinds of actions and using these words. And he was acting out these parables to show his prophetic messages that he was receiving from God. And more importantly, that judgment was coming. Besides these prophetic messages, they were meant for the people. God also informed Ezekiel that no one was going to listen to him. So first of all, you're given this really challenging commission to go out and do these acts in the streets and perform these signs to showcase to people what was coming. But then you're told that no one's going to listen to you. No one's going to heed this warning. This was because of Israel's hard heart and that they were a rebellious people. And this hardening of heart and rebellion is the same kind of rebellion that you read about in Exodus when God delivered his people from Egypt. It's the same rebellion that the people had when God was giving Moses the Ten Commandments. And he was on the top of Mount Sinai and he was receiving those Ten Commandments. But down below, the people were making a golden calf to worship. The reason? Because Moses had been gone too long. So, cliff note version. I want to give to you this entire book so that you can understand about this alarm. Chapters 1 through 3 describe Ezekiel and his call to be a prophet. Chapters 4 and 5, we're seeing Ezekiel go out into the streets and perform these sign acts, these acts for the people to see. Chapters 8 through 11 talk about the idolatry in the temple and how God's glory is departing from the temple that people are worshiping these other gods, these other idols. And Ezekiel gets this vision of the glory of God and the throne of God on these four wheels that are moving away from the temple. And you see, the people have driven God away. And God is saying that because of that, because of that, because the people are removing themselves from God, that the temple will be destroyed. Chapters 12 through 24 are the judgment on Israel. And 25 through 32 are the judgment on the nations and then on Jerusalem itself. And as you read these chapters, you see Ezekiel giving these parables and what he compares the Israelites to. You see the Israel judgment is deserved. And because of God and who he is and his goodness, God's goodness brings justice. God's goodness demands he bring justice. But these things can't go on undisciplined. And that they reach the point of no return. And when we get to chapter 33, we read of the renewal of Ezekiel's call as a watchman. At the end of chapter 33, Ezekiel receives a message. The message is, is that the city has fallen and the temple is destroyed and everything that Ezekiel prophesied has come 
to pass. And I can't imagine receiving that message. Here you've been out there doing these sign acts, telling the people, warning them, and all the while you're being obedient to God and, and just doing what he's asked you, what he's commissioned you to do, and then the news comes that it's all destroyed. Everything that he prophesied has come to pass. Now, I could focus the rest of our time today on talking about God's grace. I could go through the rest of the book of Ezekiel and show how he never left his people, that God is faithful. But what I want to focus on is Ezekiel's warning. I want to focus on his calling to be a watchman to sound the alarm of the approaching danger. And what I want to focus on specifically is that the people missed it. They kept going about their business, worshiping their idols, doing their own thing, pushing God away. And what happened? They missed the alarm. They missed the warning signs and they were destroyed. If you were to look at the world today, you have to ask the question, are we listening? Are we listening? Because what I see as I look at the world today is a lot of people that have turned themselves away from God. They're worshiping other idols. They're worshiping other earthly, worldly things. And they're living in this disobedience. They're not following God. They've actually taken God out of everything that is in society. And we're making up our own rules. We're saying, if it feels good, do it. If that's your truth, believe it. We've turned away from God. And my friends, if we don't wake up, if we don't switch our focus from the world to God's word, from idols to God alone, from the ways of the flesh to living aligned with God's truth, we will be destroyed. You might say, no, because of Jesus, it will be okay. Jesus came as a lamb. Jesus is peace and love. And to those things, I would say yes, those are true. Jesus came once as a lamb, but that is not how he is returning. And hear me when I read this from Revelation 22, starting in verse 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven are following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. 
He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That does not sound like a lamb to me. Those words don't drip with peace and love. They drip with judgment. They drip with he is coming back and he's taking his throne as king of kings and lord of lords and those who do not believe it will be destroyed. My friends, if we're not looking for the signs, we will miss them. If we are getting caught up in the world and what the world is saying, if we're living by the flesh, if we have taken on other idols in our life and are worshiping them more than God, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss these sign acts that are happening where a watchman has come to tell us, to show us that if we're not careful, we're going to be destroyed just like the Israelites. And we need to ask ourselves these very pertinent questions. Are we living as the Israelites today, pushing God away, worshiping idols, and living for ourselves? Or are we living as a chosen people, aligned with God's word, and waiting, ready, and watching? I pray that today the Holy Spirit may reveal to you which person you are. And if you are not waiting and watching, it's time to return. It's time to wake up and be ready. It's time to keep our eyes on Jesus, looking for him and waiting for his return. We don't want to miss the alarm. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I'll be the first to admit that I don't like alarms. I would rather hit snooze. I would rather stay in bed and, and sleep for another 15 minutes. I would rather keep doing the things that my flesh wants to do. But Lord, that is not what you have called us to. You have called us to, set, to be set apart. You have called us to align our lives with your word. You have called us to follow you. And Lord, I pray that today, no matter who's watching or listening, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to their hearts, that you will encourage them and strengthen them and make them awake in you, that they will be on the lookout, that they will be listening and watching, that they will no longer be sleeping but keeping their eyes out and their ears open for the alarm. And Lord, I pray that, that those that are needing to will be aware of the battle. The enemy is trying to lull us to sleep, is trying to make us forget about you, forget who we are and that we are chosen and dearly loved. And so I pray today that we will put on the full armor of God, that we will wake up and be fighting against the enemy, that we will remember that we are victorious in you, 
and we will remember that this is not our home, that we are waiting for you to come and take us to be with you. We love you and praise you and thank you. And all God's people said, Amen. I don't know what chair you're sitting in today, but I just pray that this was an encouraging word for you and that you will keep your eyes and your hearts and your ears open for the alarms, that you will keep looking for Jesus, that you will remember that he is coming again to take us home. And on his thigh says, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is not coming back as a lamb. He is coming back to rightfully take his kingship. And you need to be ready. You need to be watching. You need to be listening for that alarm. Thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.